grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The text that I've chosen for today comes from Romans chapter 5. Paul says, Through Jesus we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, have you ever had your hopes dashed? Have you ever worked up the courage to ask someone out, only to have them say no? Have you ever put out a resume hoping for that dream job and not gotten it? Have you ever invested your time in a friend, a family member, a relationship, only to have that person reject you or ignore you? Have you ever put your money and drive into a business only to have it fail? Have you not gotten into the university you wanted or ended up at the school that you applied for? Have you lived through a failed relationship, a failed marriage, lost a loved one, unto death too soon, and that may be the case in every single case. In this season of Advent, as we move toward Christmas, we are told and hold that this is a season of hope. Hope in what? Everywhere we look, we find people in what seem to be hopeless situations. This past week, in this country, someone was told they received the news from their doctor that their cancer was inoperable. Somewhere, a husband, a father, and a provider had to come home to his wife and children and tell them that he is no longer employed. Someone has had a marriage fail somewhere. Someone has found out that their spouse is leaving them for someone else. A woman somewhere is stuck in a marriage where she can neither protect herself or her children from an abusive husband and father. And maybe you're thinking, new church year, pastor, fresh start, great opener for the Christmas season. We even said in our confession of sins, let us put behind us everything in the past that would disqualify us from a new life. That means we look forward. We look forward with hope. But what does that mean? The problem with hope in a worldly understanding is that it is a gamble. A desire with probability attached to it. The world thinks of hope as chance. I hope I get a new Death Star Star Wars toy for Christmas. I hope that my diagnosis comes back as negative. I hope this job works out. I hope this relationship works out. I hope this marriage works out. The idea of hope from a worldly point of view is a looking forward to getting what you need to live better, what you want in order to feel better, to get what you can in order to live longer. Nobody ever says, well, I hope this gets worse. I hope to suffer more. Because when suffering comes, people hope that their suffering goes away, that trial and tribulation will pass and the things will return to normal as they were before the suffering came. When those hopes are not realized, when the cancer is inoperable, when the marriage fails, when the school rejects the applicant, when you don't get the job, hopes are dashed and spirits 
are crushed. With the world as it is today, how then can Christmas still be a season of hope? Because Christmas offers a different kind of hope. Hope not placed on oneself or one's belongings or one's health or one's bank account or one's job or one's relationships, but hope placed into the Christ of Christmas. Paul says that we as Christians are different from the world. We rejoice in our sufferings. Now put that thought in front of the world. Say to them, when you are suffering in the midst of it, rejoice. When the harshness of the world presses you down, when you are shaken, when you are broken, when heartache is at your door, when your health fails, when you are wounded, wasted, and weak, when death is at your doorstep, you can rejoice. For someone who does not know Christ as Lord and Savior, who came in the flesh for us at Christmas, I tell you, if you say those things, they will look at you like you have lost your mind. Because when suffering comes, it chips away at one's patience, tests one's character, and dashes one's hope. But Paul says the opposite is for us. He says suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. How can suffering ultimately produce hope? People see Christmas as a season of hope, Hope in others, hope in a great gift, hope in a break from your hectic schedule, hope in family, hope in friends, hope in frivolity, hope in fun. But all of these will fade and fail. Paul attaches our hope to standing in the grace of God by faith. That our hope is different because our hope cannot be taken away from us. We as Christians don't enjoy suffering any more than anyone else. We don't revel in trial or tribulation, but we can have hope in the midst of these because hope in Christ does not disappoint. Because in Christ, we have the forgiveness of sins, all of our sins. The very thing that brings brokenness into the world, sin, its power over us has been broken by the breaking of Christ's body on the cross. We have hope because we look behind us We look to that cross, to the Savior who came in the flesh, born of Mary, born under the law, and kept the law for us. We have hope because our Savior took our sins in his body on the cross and died with them, making payment that we might have peace with the Father. We have hope, hope in something empty, Christ's empty tomb, showing us that now we can look forward to the eternal life that Christ has hidden away for us. Our hope is a hope that does not disappoint nor deceive us, for it is a hope that is founded on the unshaking love and forgiveness of our Lord Jesus Christ that has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. When trials come, when suffering bears down on us, we remain standing, for God has stood us in his grace. Our hope in Christ lifts our heads to the sky in anticipation of Jesus coming again to bring us home. During the Apostle Paul's time, a typical Roman inscription on a tombstone read like this. I was not, I became, I am not, I care not. 
A hopeless statement with no hope for a life after this one. Ours in Christ might read this, I was not, but he knew me. I became because he formed me. I am because he saved me. I live because he loves me. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com, call us at 780-430-7382, or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.